1: What's going on, Broncos country? This is Tanner Lee, host of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Back for another weekly edition. We've take the we've taken the last couple of weeks off, but we're back this week. Uh, usually, I'm joined by my co-host Jeff Ryan, but he couldn't uh, fill in this week, so uh, we're bringing in a substitute, another Orange Weekly staff member, uh, Jason Dandino. Jason, how's it going tonight?
0: Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on today.
1: Hey, thanks for uh, filling in. And you've been with Orange Weekly since it's began, haven't you?
0: Yeah, uh, my brother Kev is the one that kind of set this all up. It's kind of his brain brain idea here. So, uh, yeah, he, he roped me in from the start of it.
1: And, and you host our uh, late-night show on Monday nights. Uh, tell everybody about that if they've never tuned in.
0: Yeah, so Monday night we have uh, Orange Weekly After Dark. Uh, it's a pretty informal show. Um, it's just another chance for fans to kind of discuss, usually the day after the game um to just put their own thoughts and discuss with me um sometimes I'll have a guest with me as well um but just another opportunity for fans to kind of discuss their uh kind of fresh thoughts off the game and uh what they think the Broncos are are doing well and what they think they need to improve on
1: well it's a lot more enjoyable to talk Broncos football after a win wouldn't you say especially against a division rival
0: yeah no for sure I was worried there for a good chunk of the game if we'd be dealing with another loss another round of uh Fire Vance Joseph's questions and everything, but uh, no, it's definitely nice to be back on the win column for sure.
1: Well, it was one of those games where it was just kind of weird. It felt like we didn't really even deserve to win, and we've had a lot of games where I felt like we have deserved to win, but we kind of just shoot ourselves in the foot or blow it towards the end, but this game was uh, vice versa. We kind of kind of let the Chargers shoot themselves in the foot, especially when uh, Rivers, I still don't understand what he was trying to do there with about two minutes left instead of just taking a sack or we're trying to buy some more time on third down. He just threw it into the ground and gave us the opportunity to go down and score.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I don't think that uh, either. I don't think the Broncos won this game as much as the Chargers lost it, like you said. And um, fortunately, we're on the other end of that. Since, like you said, we've uh, we've had our own fair share of those games where we've lost the games for the other team. So uh, uh, we definitely tried to lose that game for sure. But uh, the Chargers tried a little bit harder, uh, so it worked out for us definitely.
1: Well, and a huge win for the Broncos, too, because it does keep them in the mix uh, for a wild card spot, even though there's a lot of work to be done and we need some help from some other teams to lose. But it's definitely nice to still be in the mix, especially if we find a way to beat uh, Pittsburgh this upcoming Sunday.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be a tough game Sunday, uh, definitely. But like you said, it's nice to, to have gotten that win um, and at least be part of the, the mix right now as far as teams in the hunt. Um, you know, maybe this, this is a setup for a crazy comeback story for us. And, uh, we might be talking about how, how crazy was the Bronx kind of the playoffs this year, but, uh, like you said, still a long battle. Hey, I still need a lot of help from other teams. Um, but it starts with us. I mean, if we can't win ourselves, then, um, then it doesn't matter what other teams do. So, um, the best thing the Bronx can do at this point really is just, you know, focus on their own games, uh, taking some one game at a time, one half at a time, really um and if you just win each individual half then uh you know in 5 6 weeks you might find yourself in a position um of playing the Chargers in the last week for that final wild card spot which uh, i think would make for a good storyline and um an even better victory against Phil Rivers if it comes to that
1: Oh yeah there's not too many things in this world i like better than beating Phil Rivers he's my least favorite athlete he's a big crybaby can't stand the guy but uh was let's get let's get right into the game uh as we kind of mentioned in uh, our intro the broncos won 23 22 uh let's let's start on the offense side of the ball who impressed you sunday for the broncos uh
0: easily fill, uh, philip Lindsay again um you know two touchdowns um that long run um and that wildcat wildcat look which i thought was a great look for the broncos um hope you see a little bit more of that um but you know uh Excellent game from him. Again, it, it continues to blow my mind how he he's not just undrafted, but he wasn't even invited to the combine. Um, to go from that to, um, one of the top running backs in the league this year is, uh, simply incredible. And so, um, week in, week out, he finds a way to continue to impress me. Um, you know, he's, he finds, finds a way to just battle. You can see even those, the, the short yard gains he gets. He gets hit at the line and he just keeps those feet moving. Um, he doesn't settle for average or anything. He, he always finds a way to just keep battling it out. And so uh, I'm excited to continue to have him on the Broncos, hopefully long-term. He impressed me with that mile-high salute as well. That was uh, a great look. It made me excited when I saw that, bringing back the days of uh, TD. So, um, no, he's he's continuing to impress me for sure. And uh, I'm hoping that he continues to carry this offense on his back for the rest of the season here.
1: Yeah, I mean, how could you not like him as a Bronco fan? I mean, he was a CU guy, uh, undrafted, you know, just kind of the underdog, and he's just, he's proven it week in and week out. He can probably, I mean, he's putting himself in position to be the bell cow for the Broncos going forward, even though I thought Royce Freeman had some decent, decent plays there Sunday on his first game back, and after missing a couple of weeks due to an ankle injury. But, um, Yeah, I mean, between those two, I mean, that's a great one-two punch the Broncos have. We didn't even see Devontae Booker, unless my memory is not serving me correctly, we didn't even see him getting any touches Sunday, which didn't really bother me that much. Um, I thought Emmanuel Sanders played good, once again. Uh, He didn't get too many touches till the end, but when we need him most, he stepped up, made some big plays there, especially on that last drive. He caught that uh, first ball and took it about 30 yards after he caught it. Um, I, th- I thought he played well. For and, sure,
0: um, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how much that, that big hit he took um, early on kind of affected him for, for mm-hmm. the better portion of that game. Um, he was definitely shaken up. Um, I'm surprised he stayed on his feet um, when he when he took that. I saw that hit come, yeah. and he somehow managed to, to absorb the hit and then still stay on his feet and pick up some more yards. But um, I'm curious if that, that affects him moving forward or even just curious if it affected him the rest of that game
1: at all. And then Cortland Sutton, we saw him come up with some big plays, uh, particularly on that last drive as well. Um, I think we're going to see more of that going forward, especially with the uh, departure of Demarius Thomas. Um, but I think I think the game ball has to go to the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, <laughs> they've been devastated by injuries this year and uh, didn't allow a single sack against a pretty good pass rush that the Chargers have. The Chargers aren't weak on the pass rush by any means. Um, even dealing with, uh, Joey Bosley who's coming off an injury. He's still, you know, a great, great rusher. And, uh, the fact that our offensive line was able to keep them off Keenum, uh, was you're right. Absolutely. Um, impressive.
1: And yeah, no sacks allowed, uh, hardly any penalties. I don't remember too many, at least I don't remember any on Garrett Bowles. So, and I'll I'll go ahead and call him bulls this week. You can call him <laughs> Derek like Houlds. He's earned it. He's earned it. Yeah, but this this week he did well enough. I'll I'll lay off the guy a little bit. But yeah, real really good game for those guys, especially with the uh, injury, the Max Garcia late in the week of practice. I mean, the poor offensive line just can't stay healthy. But yeah, I no, thought they did well. And then uh, Case Keenum, for as hard as I am on him every week, especially that just really all season long. He was dynamite on that last drive. That's what we paid him to do was what he did on that last drive. I
0: agree and hopefully you know it's something that he can kind of work from you know build off that drive there and hopefully he takes off for the rest of the season. Um, I'm kind of curious if they changed the game plan uh, a little bit. Uh, What I've been kind of saying this whole season is you know the first two weeks we let him air out quite a bit and he was successful and then all of a sudden, you see him going to these these short kind of dump off passes where he's overthrowing everybody. Um, you even see it a couple, saw it a couple times against the Chargers where you know he had an open guy and it was a short kind of gain and all of a sudden it's sailing over the guy's head. And so you know, hopefully the coach will take a look at it and they you know they obviously continue to establish the run game. Uh, but I wouldn't mind letting see Case Keenum throw the ball deep. Cause I think that's where his strength really is is the, those long, uh, hard passes. That's where he finds the, the receivers as well. So, um, hopefully the Broncos are able to use that to their advantage a little bit more from here on out.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we lead the league or at least at one time led the league and plays over 40 yards. I believe that, probably was passed by either the Rams or the Chiefs I mean, <laughs> that because game game. <laughs> there were so many big plays there was really no defense but that was a fun game to watch but uh yeah I would like to see some more uh, deep balls some play action fakes uh case seems really really good when we do some play action but um I'm interested to see what this what this coaching staff can uh scheme up for the Pittsburgh defense coming on Sunday um but uh, flip on the defense side of the ball. I think we had to start with Von Miller. Uh, had a huge game, was AFC Defensive Player of the Week, uh, got his 100th career sack, and then got a crucial interception when it really looked like the Chargers were going to go down and uh, put a nail in the coffin. That came at the perfect time.
0: Yeah, no, I think you, uh, you, you saw a lot of Von Miller's uh, leadership come out this week. Um, the way he, he handled himself, uh, again, got that big milestone. Um, but then, like you said, he was the turning point of that game there. Uh, without that interception, um, even if it was just you know, a batted down pass or it, just a simple incompletion, it doesn't have nearly the same result um, as that interception and then that uh, run that he had um, where he was looking at the up at the scoreboard to see who was chasing <laughs> him down. Um, so that was uh, pretty awesome to see. Um, again, that, that's what we need from Von Miller every week from here on out, though, um, is that kind of – you know whether it's fair or not to place it on him but we need those big plays from him that we used to see all the time you know those strip sacks at the time, the, the perfect time um again that's an interception like that at the perfect time um just the timing of those plays that he's able to do um hopefully we see more of that moving forward as well
1: Yeah absolutely uh we need him to be the caliber of player as he was back when he uh we, when we won Super Bowl 50 and he was MVP um, not that he hasn't been good the past few years, but we need more of those clutch time plays like he had on Sunday, especially going forward against Pittsburgh and then Cincinnati. And, uh, I mean, we could really get into the schedule. We got some really, really hard games coming up. So, um, anybody else stand out to you defensively? Uh, you
0: know, uh, Chris Harris a bit, you know, he, um, I thought he had a good game. Um, he had that interception mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, that, he had that really interesting call go against him, that pass interference where... Uh, I really don't know. There was two pass interferences that game where I have no idea um, how it went against us. Um, even both announcers, usually when the, the NFL announcers call a penalty before the, the refs do, and it's the opposite, uh, it's pretty shocking. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think he, yeah. fought, uh, he fought back from that. You know, he didn't let that affect his game. He, you know, I think he took a playoff or something to cool down, but he was right back out there. And um, so I, I think he was another one that he, he kind of fired up the defense a bit, you know, the, the emotions and uh, kept the defense together. And, uh, I think uh, he, he's another great uh, guy to have back there as long as he's playing at his best.
1: Yeah, he's definitely kind of, the him and Von are the defensive leaders, and that's what this team needs, and it was great to see him have an interception on Phillip because according to the Broncos defense, Philip was talking some major trash out there, um, his own version because he doesn't, he doesn't curse at all, so I, I don't know what he's saying out there, but they said he was talking some major garbage, and so that got Chris fired up, the defense fired up, and Came back to bite him in the end. Uh, but, no, I, I, I agree. I thought Chris had a really good game. Um, tr- trying to think um, who else had a good game. I know there was somebody else I was going to give kudos to on the defensive line.
0: You know, I, I didn't hear much of Chubb. Um, but, you know, hopefully he bounces back this upcoming game. But uh, I think, uh, I, again, overall I would say, it's a. you know, obviously we let up a ton of yards that game. But I, I think that was aided by the offensive uh, week, week start. Um, you know, when you give a team – possession of the ball for about 40 minutes of the game they're going to rack up those numbers um I don't think that's against our defense our defense actually did a good job um other than third downs um but um I do think overall our defense played a, a pretty good game yeah
1: third downs we struggled and covering the tight end but that's kind of become a, a expected unfortunately week in a week out for the Broncos <laughs> I mean, old man dinosaur Antonio Gates out there was finding ways to get open uh but I, I don't know. That's been a problem for the Broncos dating back heck even before Peyton was there. I d I don't know why I don't know why the linebackers can't cover tight ends. It's just been been a been a nemesis. But uh, shout out to Brandon McManus for making that clutch field goal to win the game, even though, oh, that second attempt. I th- I thought he missed it for a second.
0: Oh, I did too. I, I was nervous when I saw him walking out there. I, I was starting to get some, some PTSD from the previous week there. Um, But, you know, again, kudos to the Broncos offense for putting him in a better position this week, um, getting that those final yards, uh, that last big play, um, to kind of make it a little bit easier and take some of the pressure
1: and off. And how about them. the play that kind of started it all for our comeback, the fake punt call with Cody Wadman throwing for a first down. I thought that was a very ballsy call. I loved it because, I mean, you might as well call it there. You have nothing to lose. And it ended up paying dividends and kind of got the momentum rolling. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Uh, You know, I I think if uh, Case Keenum gets hurt, we have a solid backup quarterback now (laughs) we can turn to. (laughs) But, uh, no, that's, that's kind of what I've been waiting for this coaching staff to do a little bit is to get a little riskier. You know, I think that part of our downfall is Vance Joseph has played it way too safe. Um, and so it was nice to see that. Now, granted, uh, he, <laughs> the, the side side, the corner needs to be smarter about it because then going forward on fourth down instead of kicking that field goal, I think, was a terrible risk. Um, but, no, I, I agree. I, I love to see that that fake punt call. Um, you know, it shows a little bit of that risk and, you know, a little bit of that desperation that I think the Broncos need to play with right now.
1: And uh, speaking of Vance Joseph, you know, I, I can't go – through a podcast without ripping the guy a little bit, unfortunately, even though this was by far his best win of his career. But I have to ask you the two point conversion that Case Keenum clearly on the replay got in, why not throw the challenge flag there?
0: Yeah, you know, I uh, again, he, he gives us so much material to, to work with here. Um, <laughs> I, that's a great question. You know, that's I'm kind of curious if somebody in the booth told him not to. Um, that would be my only because he had it out and it looked like he wanted to. So I'm not sure if somebody told him he shouldn't. I don't know. But to me, if you're the head coach, I mean I saw that first replay from a bad angle. I was like, you know, that that really might be close. And in a game that, that's close, I get you might want to protect your timeouts a little bit. Um but at the same time, I yeah, that's a tough one. I, he he struggles with challenges both ways. He he throws the flag when he shouldn't and he hangs on to the flag when he should, so I'm not sure what was running through his head or if he was told something different, but uh, no, that's, that's again, that, he cost us five points that game. Um, that's another week where he cost us points directly, and uh, for sure, between that, that missed fourth down instead of kicking the field goal and then not challenging that play, that's, that's five points off the board um, that could have made the final difference in the game.
1: Yeah, he reminds me a lot of John Fox when it comes to challenges. I don't think Foxy ever won a challenge in Denver. That guy was horrific at challenges. <laughs> but, but uh, did did you happen to hear what Vance Joseph said about the guy up in the booth that watches the replays? Did you happen to hear hear that on Monday on his press conference? They, they I can't. This guy gives us so much material every week to talk about. Like you mentioned, they asked him about the guy what feed he watches if it's the feed we see on tv or if it's the feed the uh officials see back in new york he couldn't answer it he had no idea it's like you're a head coach man how do you not know what your replay guy's looking at which feed i was just oh my god
0: you know it goes back to him just being unaware um and i think that's kind of the thing that's going to be his ultimate downfall is he just he just looks lost you know he he Anytime you look, they look at the sidelines, he looks like he, he's just out of place. He's not comfortable being out there. Um, and, and you know, he just I don't think he knows how to run a team. Um, you know, maybe he, he's good enough to run, you know, be defensive coordinator. He's just responsible for one half of the players. Um, but when it comes to, to running the team, I think he's shown pretty clearly that, um, at least this point in his career, he's not ready. Uh, to run a team and expect that team to be, you know, so Super Bowl ready.
1: Yeah, his some of his decisions and like the clueless looks of his body language and his facial expressions just like I think. I think the other teams are making fun of him. I oh, mean, I mean, you know they, know they are. I mean,
0: you saw it against the Texans. I mean, that yeah. that's that's not. I guarantee you that that's not just an O'Brien thought there. I, I guarantee <laughs> you, there are coaches every week who at least think that or maybe even say it, but the, the cameras don't pick up on it.
1: Yeah. Exactly and not to get too far ahead of ourselves but say um, we don't make the playoffs and we end up firing Vance are there any coaches that you would like to see us go out and uh, make a play to try to get as the next head coach?
0: You know I, I think the the front runner right now the early front runner is Harbaugh. Um, you know that wouldn't be a bad move. Um, there's word on the street that Kubiak might be interested in, in becoming an offensive coordinator somewhere um, in the game again and I think that would I mean, interesting draw to keep him um, for sure. And, you know, I I don't know if Elway would have to try too hard to keep Elway in Denver um, as it is, but I think that would be a nice little sell for sure. Um, So that's the early front runner. um, But it's always hard to tell at this point in the season where you're still not entirely sure who's going to be where. I mean, you know, the Ravens might make a nice run and decide to keep Harbaugh for another year. You know, we don't know if he's going to be available for sure. Yeah. um, It'll be interesting. Um, Again, I think he's the early front runner. Um but it's it's a little hard to tell a little too early for me to try to start trying try to make those lines and who we should should be going after.
1: Yeah, yeah it is. It's just kinda of one of those fun topics, uh or I guess fun topics if your team's struggling to try to think about in the future. Uh but yeah. But there could be coaches like him or uh, McCarthy from Green Bay, in my opinion, if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's fired. Um but then there's also the new wave of how this new NFL is with, uh, you know, big plays, scoring a lot of points. There's a lot of young offensive coordinators that could catch the eye of the Broncos too. So it's just just one of those things we're gonna have to wait, wait and see. But um, I, I
0: I will say I, I think we will have a hard time finding a worse coach than Vance Joseph. I, so I think you know I've you know there's a bunch of comments that Vance or uh, John Elway needs to make sure his next hire is better and all that. I I don't think he, he could probably make a dartboard to throw a dart and make a better pick uh, for a yeah. head coach. But um, I do agree to the extent that he needs to make sure the next coach is able uh, to be here long-term with long-term success.
1: Yeah. Yeah. John needs to get this next one, right? Um, because he, he whiffed on this, this one, at least up to this date uh, so far. But so with that said, got the good win over the Chargers. Hopefully the momentum is rolling a little bit now. Now the Steelers are coming in uh, team we don't play a lot at home for some reason I mean even when we were good they they seem to have down years in the north so we never really matched up um what do you expect to see from uh, the Broncos on Sunday
0: you know I, I expect to fight actually I, you know the the Steelers are a really good team this year I think they're 7-2-1 um again Roethlisberger has been having a good year um it'll be, it'll be a fun game. I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, I don't think the records entirely show what, how even the t- the match going to be, honestly. Um, and it, it does help that we're at home for sure. And coming off this win, hopefully that's a momentum builder for, for us. Um, so, you know, I'm expecting to fight and I'm expecting a close game. Um, you know, hopefully we are able to find a way to win it instead of hoping the other team finds a way to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you know, so I'm, I think that what we have really yet to see is the Broncos play 60 minutes. Um, And I think when you start playing teams like the Steelers, uh, when we start talking about, you know, playoff hopes and getting into the playoffs, uh, you got to find a way to play 60 minutes. Um, And I think that Sunday is going to be a good opportunity opportunity for them to do so, kind of see where they match up when they do play 60 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the team's got some confidence now, beating a playoff caliber team like the Chargers at their home stadium. Now, if they could follow it up and knock off one of the top dogs in the AFC like the Steelers, then you look at the schedule and you're looking like, well, we're not scared of anybody going forward. And it could it could really open up just tons of possibilities for the Broncos to sneak into the playoffs. But are you a fan of the Color Rush jerseys or, and uniforms, I should say?
0: You know, I don't mind them. I don't mind them. Um, I, I think they're fun once a year. Um, I, I wish that they brought the old, old school helmets a little bit more often uh, with the old mm-hmm. logo on it um the you know sometimes you have to depending on the day if you're watching too long you have to bring out the sunglasses a bit to kind of uh ease your eyes a bit <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know other than that no i, I think they're fun I, I i enjoy them
1: yeah i like them too and as much as i do like the horse emblem i i think the classic d on the navy helmet looks really sharp i wouldn't be opposed for them to make that their cur- like everyday helmet but i don't think that's gonna happen but
0: yeah, sadly, I agree with you, but yeah, I, for, for whatever reason, I don't think that that's going to be a move they make.
1: Yeah, so, um, but uh, what are a few improvements you're looking for? Uh, let's start off offensively, uh, going into Sunday.
0: Offensively, uh, you know, I, I think they need to, um, again, like I talked about earlier, let Keenum air it out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and that starts with establishing the run game, but then utilizing that to, to keep the Steelers D on, on their toes and keep them guessing, or not on their toes, on their heels, and keep them guessing for sure. Um, and I think third third down conversions we need more of. Um, we, I don't think we had enough, and part of that comes from getting those third and long situations. But, um, you know, I, I, again, I like what I saw from the offensive line. Um, keep building off of that. But I think the biggest improvement is um, obviously you need more yards. Um and time of possession. That's the other thing is you can't allow the team like the Steelers to have 40 minutes with the ball um, and expect it to be anything close for sure.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to get more first downs and keep drives going. Um, We can't expect to give the Steelers the ball back as much as we did the Chargers and not expect them to put up too many points because, I mean, Big Ben's, he didn't play the greatest last week against Jacksonville, but he's had a lot of good games this year. Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. Um, they got James Conner, who's balling out this year, Smith-Schuster. Uh, they got tons of weapons, really. So it's just just it's kind of pick your poison there. So uh, I expect a little more challenge uh, talent, talent, talent-wise than the uh, Chargers threw out there. But, but I agree with all the points you made. Um, hopefully Case can get uh, through a third game in a row without a turnover. I think that would be really big. Um, <laughs> and but maybe he adds a touchdown this yeah, time. Yeah, maybe steps. Week. Maybe steps. So yeah, one, one step at a time. So, but on defense, I think uh, we got to get we got to get to the quarterback. I mean, I think that's a key for our defense every week. We we are way too talented from a pass rushing standpoint not to get to the quarterback. Um, we are top ten in sacks, which is nice. But um, I look for Vaughn to be Vaughn. I I think Chubb will have a good bounce back game. Um. And then hopefully the no-fly zone, if I can still call them that, uh, sh- shows up this week. They kind of had a rough rough week uh, statistic-wise, like we mentioned, but that was more so due to the offense uh, not staying on the field long, in my opinion. But uh, Chris Harris Jr. usually plays pretty good against the Steelers, so hopefully he can.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think the other big thing for the defense is, you know, opposite um, of the the offense Um I guess just like the offense, uh, third down conversions, uh, we allowed way too many. They did a great job of putting the Chargers in third down situations, um, even third and longs, and then blew blew <laughs> blew that yep. pretty badly. Uh-huh. Uh, and so again, a team like the the Steelers, a uh, you know their experience, like you said, they have a ton of talent. Um, they have a great coach. Um, you know all those combined. Um, I don't think that they're going to have the problem that the Chargers have of finding ways to lose games. Um, if we if we have the same type matchup and, and gameplay the first through the first three quarters like we had against the Chargers, uh, it's going to be you know twenty eight three thirty five three entering the fourth quarter. Um, there's no chance of a comeback at that point. Um, and so I, I think our defense needs to do, continue to do a good job with forcing those third down uh, plays, but then. Um, actually get off the field, allow our offense a little bit more time on the field, um, and give them their own rest as well. I mean, the longer you extend the drives you're out there, by allowing those third-down conversions, the harder it gets throughout the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, very well put. Uh, we did have one roster move I want to hit on this week. Uh, we cut Adam Pac-Man Jones after only playing six or seven games out in Denver. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot, but he was seen a lot of times as a kick returner and even a little bit as part returner earlier in the season. What are your thoughts on uh, the release of Pac-Man?
0: Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I guess I can kind of see the logic behind it. Uh, again, his, his numbers really weren't great by any means in any category, um, but I, I think he did provide some of that veteran leadership. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious now with them uh, bringing in Langley um, up, uh, it, you know, how that affects things, you know, I, I can't imagine the numbers going to prove that much. Maybe they do, but I, I think the biggest opponent component we're going to be missing is is that leadership that uh, Jones brought. But, you know, again, you got defensive leaders like Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr., where maybe they saw that as, as kind of a wash. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't think anybody saw it coming, um, which I think is the most interesting aspect of it. Um, you know, this time of the year, I'm not sure – really where the benefit comes um but i i guess they saw something where they thought it needed to happen immediately so
1: yeah it was kind of kind of the news broke by him putting a post out on his instagram and then the Broncos beat writers and the media and everybody kind of put it out on Twitter from there. But it was interesting, I thought, to see the response from Derek Wolf and Chris Harris Jr. under the uh, caption. Uh, they used a few emojis, and they didn't look very happy about the news. But so, so I think it goes back to you saying he was a leader and probably a pretty good teammate to those guys. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a huge loss at the end of the day, but it was kind of... Uh, Kind of eyebrow-raising a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, And he kind of grew quickly on me. I wasn't sure I felt about him when we brought him in. But, you know, even just the way he he left, you know, it wasn't hostile or anything. You know, we've seen some players throughout the NFL do when they get released. uh, You know, it was was a great thank you. And, you know, here's on to the next opportunity or whatever. But, um, you know, he seemed like a classy guy. um, So in that sense, it's hard to see him go. um, Because like you said, I'm sure he was a great teammate to follow that. um, So I'm curious how um how that meshing on the defense kind of uh plays out from here on
1: Yeah 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 when we signed him you know I even thought back then uh, a guy like him would get in trouble off the field before Chad Kelly and uh unfortunately I was I guess I was wrong there but uh um any other uh notes you want to say about the Broncos Charger game before we wrap this up
0: No I uh, I think that it's again it's a good stepping stone uh to go from here on out, um, but you know, I think we also have a ton of improvements to draw from that game. Um, you know, that's the kind of game where you fa- you found a way to win, and that's great. Um, and you kept yourselves in the in the playoff hunt, um, but now you got to build off that, and you can't expect to win those games every week. Um, and so, great job getting the win for sure, uh, but definitely got to make a lot of improvements um, if you do want to still have a hope of getting in the playoffs three, four weeks from now.
1: Yeah, I agree because this uh, AFC playoff picture is going to get pretty wild, and I still think honestly, ten and six is the magic number. So I don't think we can afford a loss. Might be able to sneak in a nine and seven, but it's just too hard telling. So, uh, so hopefully we show up to play on Sunday and get the big win. Uh, any, anything you want to plug Four Inch Weekly?
0: No, you know I, I think just you know. I- all the fans out there uh, it's been fun uh, having to jump on all of our shows um, you know the get vocal ones are probably newest uh, one as far as concept wise where you know you guys can call in yourselves join us um, and uh, put your own thoughts and, and talk to us directly and it doesn't even have to always be about the Broncos it could be about other games happening around the league or you know things that you want to see coming forward so uh, you know keep sharing our page keep keep liking us and uh, jumping on all our shows and uh, we'll keep providing for you
1: yeah, we, we basically have shows almost every night. I mean, you got the Monday night show, then uh, your brother and usually uh, Dave or um, Ray has have, have the Tuesday night show, then your brother and I have the Get Vocal Show on Wednesday, and then, of course, this podcast that we're on right now and Matt and Jared do a uh, pregame podcast, and then now we have... a. Uh, uh sunday tailgate talk on get vocal before the game and then the halftime hash so we're all over the place you know, we're,
0: we're essentially just espn for the broncos with all the material we have at this yep. point
1: <laughs> yep espn from a from a fan standpoint so uh so we feel all your pain we go through all the struggles of the highs and lows all together so well thanks jason i really appreciate you uh Jumping on this week and filling in for Jeff. And uh, hopefully we can get another big win on Sunday. Yeah, thanks again for
0: having me. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, another fun week. Should be a good game. Go Broncos.
1: Go Broncos.